0: Show. It's the Daily Talk Show episode 442. It's Father's Day and I've got my old man in the studio. Timbo. Tim, Timbo Jacket. How you oh, going mate?
1: Hi. Very well,
2: very
0: well. It's also uh, Tommy's birthday. Oh yeah. Yes. Not to take away from <laughs> Father's Day. Oh <laughs> well, it's landed on a good day. Double whammy for me. So uh, yeah, happy Father's Day old
1: boy. Happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely.
0: Has I mean, that there's always been the case? No, no, no. So, Father's Day falls on the first Sunday mm-hmm. in September every year. And it's happened a couple of times, but I wasn't a father last time it happened. Mm. But now I am. So, mm. uh, the attention's on me, Dad. Uh, I mean, you get a little bit. But if there's one thing. Oh, that,
1: well, I'm obsolete. I'm
0: <laughs> if there's one thing you've taught me, Dad, it's um, that I don't need to give you a present over the. <laughs> <laughs> Is this true? Is it, I mean, am I reading the play
1: right? No, no. Look, I think after 30-odd uh, years, I think uh, you realise that, that that's the case. Yeah, yeah that yeah. doesn't give a shit about presents, yeah, really. No. Is
2: it because of the reaction? that you, What have you given your dad over the years? Cannot
1: remember uh, He gave me um, The boys are giving me cards That they've made mm. up at school <laughs> yeah. I've probably still got those home uh-huh. In the drawer at home You know, yeah. I keep everything that they give me
0: I've bought you a coffee table book before Something around surfing i bought you a DVDs on surfing Yeah um,
2: DVDs A few VHS tapes yes. as
1: well I could do with a few of those now, just to brush up on a thing <laughs> Jesus anyway,
2: thanks for coming on the show Dad that's a pleasure does it change now that you're uh, being a grandparent, what are these times like nowadays for you father's day?
1: Uh, probably the same as they were no look really Father's Day uh well, look, I appreciate that now I've got boys who have actually become fathers mm-hmm. and that's lovely to see I think that's that's probably the most important thing, not so much about me or my um Reaction to Father's Day, but seeing the boys actually become fathers and uh, and and their role now as is, uh, is uh, a parent, which yeah. is which is fantastic. As and fa- of course, enjoying their children, which is which is even you know just as good. Uh, yeah.
0: One of my favourite things, um, and I remember as a kid asking you was, oh, um, "Tell me about the olden days." <laughs> 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 I mean, it wasn't even. that was just like if Bodhi said that to me now. Tell me about the olden days when I was growing up. Was Father's Day. Uh, around, has that been the thing forever? Oh, yeah. It yeah, has? Yeah. Oh, because Valentine's Day wasn't a was Valent- hallmark. When did Valentine's Day come into existence, Mr 97? Because <laughs> your your dad, your father, Roy, my grandpa lived to 100 and I used to say this, I don't know if it's true, he was born on Valentine's Day That's right. and so is Bodie, my son, um, grandfather reincarnated, some say, <laughs> some others don't, um, but... He, Valentine's Day wasn't his; was only invented within his lifetime. Mm. But Father's Day, not so. It was been around. Well, forever. it was
1: probably a marketing tool too. I mean, you know, mm. Father's Day, Valentine's Day. Father's Day was sort of more traditional; went back a lot longer, I think. Mm. But then it became a, you know, a, the, the retail people picked it up and thought, well, we'll run with this and. Uh, you know, milk it for whatever we can get. And that uh-huh. sort of became popular. So, I mean,
0: for people that don't like giving presents or receiving them, it's a good thing to rest on. Nah, it's bullshit marketing <laughs> yeah, crap, you know. So, well, <laughs> that's what I used to tell you. That's what I used to tell you. I'm not buying
2: into that bull Do crap. you do anything for Valentine's
1: yeah. Day? Do you do anything? Valentine's yeah. Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> No, no, Valentine's Day never entered our head, really, yeah. I don't think. It's, are you a uh,
2: romantic guy, do you think? Oh,
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, 40, <laughs> 40 years later, I've got to be done something right, I Can guess, we, to be still there. So. Can I we mean, get couch mic happening? Yeah, we Because my mum's in the building oh, too. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. Is, we need
2: to get She's some clarification <laughs> on all of this.
1: Yeah. But, <laughs> how are you a
2: romantic guy? What do, you, what do you do?
1: No, I'm not a romantic guy. Okay. <laughs> no, No, I'm more of a sort of, you know, Get on, get get on with life, and uh, life's been pretty full on for us really yeah. over the years. We've had uh, businesses to run, we've had boys to bring up, we've had mm. uh, you know school fees to pay and things mm. like that. Not that it's not part of it, but I think it's sort of, and our philosophy mm. is a little bit different to mm. um, to perhaps a lot of people. I think. Uh, you know, you look at these shows today, and these people romantically um, carrying on, and then twelve months later, they're divorced. Yeah. Or you you're know, talking about separate. the Bachelor. i was thinking exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. married it? at do first sight. Do you watch the Bachelor? No, do you watch I don't. No. no. What no.
0: was funny is I, I looked at this girl's Instagram last night. Married at first, uh, married at first sight contestant. Mm-hmm. It's, is it, it a contestant? I like, know oh, this is. It in seems like a weird word, but she posted a photo of her in Bali, and she was with this girl, and she said, "You know." One year on, me and my bestie, gone through a divorce. She was talking about <laughs> um, fucking married at first sight. Yeah, she was yeah. talking about another contestant, whatever you call them, on this show. It's like it's been a big year for us. No, mate, you're on a reality TV show. You've got 150,000 followers now. It's a bit yeah. different.
2: But I guess all of those <laughs> followers are following along on that f- somewhat
0: fake journey. Oh, they're buying into it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's all, it's all made up. Mr. 97, did you find out Valentine's Day? Uh, or Father's Day, was it? When no, it was no, no, v- v- Valentine's wanted, Day. Yeah, I wanted Valentine's Day to start with. Are you struggling over there? It was definitely I started mean, by it's... the Hallmark Company,
2: I believe. That, I mean, that's mm. the excuse that everyone uses, yeah. selling more cars. And yeah, I think the yeah.
0: Google search to tell you? Well, there's a bunch of, no, there's literally a bunch of them at like 400 AD. Oh, okay. So, so I'm so just, just, I mean, it was, I found, I found when it first Valentine? happened in Scandinavia, which was 1960. This is you got a Hallmark. microphone in your heart. St.
3: Valentine, I think that's. He's
0: the one. If you hold it just up
2: to your Saint
3: face, Saint Valentine. No, we he heard it first one.
2: time, and so <laughs> it was that. And so was did Saint Valentine. Who is Saint Valentine?
3: Well, I don't really know, but he mm. must have had something to do with love.
0: Yeah, mm. you'd think,
2: but uh,
3: so maybe
0: it was then applied later mm. as a thing yes. and, and classed as a
3: day. And Rudolph Valentino.
0: Yeah, what about was,
3: him? Wasn't he a film star that was really romantic and mm-hmm. Rudolph Valentino? Sounds like a porn star. Or well, it honest. sounds like
2: Rudolph. It could have something to do with the Christmas stuff as well. Oh yeah. I mean, Christmas has. Uh, I never got the like my uh, uh, nana and pa Catholics always went to church and all that sort of thing. Mm. Christmas at your house, mm. would you guys put the um? You know, the, you'd put the the ceramic things like you'd have like Jesus and stuff and you'd Oh yeah, it no, we had that.
1: Yeah, yeah Joe was big into that. Yeah, yeah. 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 The nativity. Yeah, yeah. I married a Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, after the Pope sort of uh consented to me marrying her, then it was full on with all the Catholic stuff that she had in the house. She'd yeah. bring out and and so you were were you
2: um <laughs> saying you married a Catholic does that is it fair to say that you're not you don't really see yourself as someone that's Catholic or I'm not
1: Catholic, no. no, 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 not at all. We, um,
0: You got married within three months of meeting mum, which mum told us a story. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it would be a completely different story to what you'd say. <laughs> but um, no, I want to bring it back to dad, for you, to your dad, seeing it as his father's day. Mm-hmm. Um, your dad lived to 100, which is a fucking amazing innings. And growing up, what was, so your dad, because I've said a couple of times, uh, grandpa, he was in the prisoner of war camp. Mm-hmm. He was captured in, in there for two years. Three and a half years. three and a, Three and a half years and then came out. Like if he didn't survive that, I wouldn't be here, you wouldn't be here. Mm, mm. What was that like growing up with a dad that went to war?
1: Well, in those days it was, um, thinking back as a kid, I think we were more interested in, oh, did you shoot anyone or did you oh, you know yeah. what Man, happened? First or, question I would have asked. Yeah. What yeah. guns did you have? So, yeah. I mean growing it it didn't really mean a lot i mean australia was a was sort of growing then it was uh it was going through some some good times that people had sort of finally got over the war things were starting to change Mm. there was more money in the economy people were doing different things experimenting and doing different things with uh, all sorts of things business and what have you and um so it didn't have a great deal of impact other than we were sort of fascinated by you know the war and all that sort of thing.
0: Um, did you like? Did you ask him about like questions? I'd want to know. Uh, what was it like in the prisoner of war camp? Oh yes, yes, like,
1: yeah. Well, I knew a little bit about that because he told us. But they were uh, they were reluctant. People of his uh, you know um, era were reluctant really to make anything big about it. Mm. He never did. He, he 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 Look, he said, I got on with life. Went in the prisoner of war camp. He said, I watched what I did. I didn't. Um, I didn't make trouble. Uh, because if you made trouble, then you you were likely to get, a, as he said, a bit of a beating. Uh, so he was the smart guy. He he was one of these guys who he told what he told me about the war was interesting. He said I work. He's very methodical. He could add up a, a list of figures before you could even put it in your calculator. You know, he was that good. Didn't really pass down necessarily. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> no, <I passed>. What <laughs> What, what happened to me? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you two obviously you've got some issues about that. But uh, but he could do that. But he used to. He was very methodical about the way in which he did things. And he said, "I would work out. They, they had a toothbrush and that sort of thing. He'd work out how many times he could use that toothbrush before it become obsolete. And so he'd he, he used to use these sort of little games and things to play to sort of keep his mind active. Mm. And um, a very interesting thing about him, I, I learnt from his 90th birthday that uh, that one of his friends who was in the camp with him said he my father was in charge of distribution of all the food and they said he would never, ever take anything himself before he made sure all the other guys had got what they needed to eat mm. and because he, he was in charge of it. He'd go into the storeroom and get whatever he liked. Mm. But... Um, he was that sort of guy. He was that sort of, you know, um, just very thoughtful. Um, stopped, careful hitting the table. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So they did talk about um, they used to go out. They must have done some sort of concerts because they used to go out to the villages and, and uh, maybe put on some sort of concert and they had a drum. And <laughs> he reckons that uh, the local dog used to disappear every so often and they'd, they'd, they'd grab the dog, they'd... Kill it, stun it, as in it, the um it, the
2: prisoners. Yeah, his, put, it, put, put it in mates. the drum
1: and uh, in the in the bass drum, and take it back to the to the uh, to the camp, and then cut it up and use it, you know, to eat because all they were eating basically. And I said to him, the said not. When I made a speech about him at the ninetieth birthday, I said, you know, you've uh, you've come through life. He very rarely had anything wrong with him. He. He might have had the odd cold or sniffle. He had a couple of knee operations and that sort of thing. But really, basically, mm. he, he never had anything wrong with him. And I said, the best thing that you ever had was your your diet in the prisoner of war camp, which was um, rice and weevils. Yeah, weevils, that, beans, weevils, weevils are maggot. what they get into the rice. Maggots, like they mm. little weevils who get into into rice into grain. And, they, and you can eat? Can you actually eat them? Well. We're starting to think about eating uh, eating. Uh, oh, the protein in uh, the crickets. protein now crickets, in, yeah. in crickets and things. So Tim um, Ferriss would be all into. <laughs> but so lean he's a scavenger in with a little diet, bit of dog <laughs> yeah. to make it a little bit more yeah. interesting. So uh,
0: th- you should see a photo of him. Like he was bone skinny. Mm. It was, well, he
1: lost. He lost. He yeah. was when he went in there. He was the the old days thirteen and a half stone, and he came out half his body weight. And six
0: and eight, keep missing nice having six
2: and a half stone. And so, what what do you um? What do you remember? What did he talk about in regards to actually him getting captured and things like oh, that? Oh,
1: well, we talk, he talks. Look, he was a little bit flippant. He said, look, what happened was they went to the Middle East. It was trauma, to be honest. Yeah. Isn't it? They went to the Middle East to fight the, what they call the Vichy French, who were the resistance fighters who sided with the Germans. So they went there and they, it didn't take long to sort of knock over them in that sense because they weren't well equipped.
2: So is this World War II? This is World okay, War Two, yeah. and yeah. we're in the Middle East. Where well, he it? went to the Middle East first. Egypt, uh-huh. Cairo.
1: And did he go to Cairo? Well, he he actually because his father had contacts in their their business over there, which is um, in the flower industry. He had some interesting times. He told me uh, on their leave when they were over there, he used to make contact with the people who his father did business with, and they'd take him out into the desert where they had these Bedouin tents, beautiful tents set up as a regular. That was like their holiday place. Carpets on the floor, the whole thing, and he was just treated to a… Bedouins, the… Well, when I say Bedouin tents, but big tents that they use for… But
0: is Bedouin the people that like are living on the land or out in the… Yeah, the Bedouins are sort of nomadic, -nomadic semi-nomadic people. I I saw some when I was in um, uh, Egypt, not Egypt, uh, near Jerusalem, when we when um uh, Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv, yeah, Aviv. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they were called. There was like you could see little um congregations of a whole bunch of people that were living on the land.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, and so anyway, was he? Was he picked to go to war? Like what? How did was no, it? Cons- no, no. In picked? those
1: days, he he volunteered. He was a he was an officer, but he was a little bit older when he went to war, and so um, he went over there and and he's he was in charge of what they call a machine gun battalion. So that was sort of a fighting battalion. And I used to ask him, "Did you kill anyone?" And he 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 would never answer that question because mm. I don't think he want he really wanted to to even think about that at all. Mm. Um, anyway, so he went to to the Middle East. Then they were brought back to stop the Japanese, and they were offloaded at Java to protect. But they didn't what they didn't realize is that the, the how big the Japanese forces were, and they were just overrunning. Mm. I think the British made a bad calculation about it all. And anyway, within two weeks, he was. Um, they were told to surrender.
2: How many uh, soldiers were there, do you know? Oh,
1: it's probably a couple of hundred, mm. two or three hundred. And they were marched into what was basically, he said, we're marching into pig pens. And I said, that's where your camp. So they had to set up their camp and get them organised. And that's a, the good thing about Australians mm. is, is that they, they came from a fairly tough background. A lot mm. of these guys were, you know, come from, came from rural backgrounds. Um, they are innovative. They were able to adapt. And that's the thing that kept the Australians going well, whereas he said that some of the other forces tended not to work together as a group mm. and so you had you had combinations of the British and there were the local Dutch people who had colonised the area and that sort of thing and anyone who was resistant to the Japanese were put into these camps.
0: What's amazing is that they actually aren't just killing. They're just like... You guys have been captured. Now you're over here. What is you know? the process so, if
2: your dad is like uh, behind a machine gun? Put it down. Yeah, like are they are they running in and knocking did, you yeah, out? Did he talk about? the, oh, the, you mean the, the actual, went, the, actual, the, actual takeover. the takeover?
1: No, they were they they would have been um, they would have been told through the the um, the head of their battalions and things there that I think they were probably told by their own um, forces, mm. don't yeah. resist you know we can't do anything about it. we can't get in there to help you uh you're better off to surrender now they didn't know i guess they didn't know then how brutal a japanese could be and some of those guys in that camp then went off to the um the burma railroad and so forth he was one of the lucky ones who didn't get picked to go there Because like most of those guys didn't come back
0: ceasefires yeah. you know it's a weird thing that's holding up a flag and they just there's yeah. there's like photos of when having tea like uh, enemies having tea together. What you, Mum I mean, wanted to say something. She's put her well, hand up. She's at school. Yes, Joanne,
3: <laughs> you may well, speak. Well, I just didn't want to leave this this important um, subject without saying what Roy said when he was um, herded into the pig pen. Oh, yes, yes if she would remember this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He said, Lord, I am in your hands.
1: Mm. So he was quite a uh, religious person in his own way, but he never he never put that on us. I mean, he mm. he, he I remember him taking me to um, to a Sunday school. We lived in East Ivanhoe, and we had a fantastic life there. For, uh, it, we lived by the river, and it was a fantastic place to be. Before we moved to Mount Eliza, which was even better because it was very rural. And but anyway, he took me to Sunday school one day, and uh, at this church, and I just. Just couldn't couldn't uh, handle it. I mm. just it was just wasn't for me. He was a he was a Methodist, and the Methodists were fairly um, dour. You know, they were fairly sort of straightforward sort of people.
3: They 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 had their methods. Yeah, methods, yeah. that's so My best that's days. A my best days of uh, Sunday school.
1: And I, Tommy, I was uh, sorry, and I was there when I was seeing um, uh, Michael a while ago. We my Sunday school there. We would hop out at about um went after the first break, and go down the street and spend the money that we should have put in the donation bowl <laughs> on lollies, a few lollies. <laughs> hey, you're behind that. Hey, you're yeah, you <laughs> relayed. So, you what know. was
0: what was your grandfather? Because I think you're quite an affectionate person. I feel like he was of the era that, and I feel like you've even pushed beyond that. Like I've. I've met some people that's fathers, dads that are your age, similar at time, aren't as connected emotionally, or you know, um, they weren't doing yoga. They weren't doing these things. Do you think? I mean, and I could imagine your father. Like, did you hug? Were you, were, no, you know, he, he, was fir-
1: he was reserved. He was always there, but he was reserved. Um, he's ready for a fight. <laughs> like, do you think it was? No, pro- he, he was. Look, the war. I don't believe affected him really like some men who have mm-hmm. been affected uh, uh mentally a lot of men were, were just after the war they couldn't function he mm. he was never like that but he was always a stalwart you could always rely on him he was that sort of guy and so regardless of the fact of whether he hugged you or not i don't i don't believe that ever interfered with our relationship mm-hmm. but he was of, of that school you've got to go back to you know he was just back in the sort of early 50s in 60s when i grew up and um they were different people. They he was were, born in were,
0: 1908
1: or 10, 19, 1909. 1909. 1909 and out. died in 2009. Yeah. 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 So by the time he got to there, you know, he was quite an older guy. He, he had me quite late in life. He, in fact, in the war, just as a matter of interest, um, he married before he went to the war and his first wife left him in the war. When, when she, he was a prisoner. When he was a prisoner. And oh. this happened to... Quite a few uh, soldiers, you know, their wife didn't know whether they were coming back, whether they were going to mm. die and if these women were not that, you know. They'd married perhaps before he went to the mm. war. Um, they hadn't built a a, a big relationship mm. and all of a sudden they, were going, they had to go to the war and um Did families
2: know what was going on? Like did... Your dad's family know, okay, uh, he's, he's been taken or?
1: Oh, yes, they would have known that. Yeah, they had that sort of communication. Mm. But they what they didn't know was how long would it be? How long would the war go? Would he survive? Would he die of, you know, a disease? Would he be well, shot? I mean, that's yeah. the thing,
0: not, you know, think about. Think about we can get some little antibiotics for a toothache. Mm. You get a toothache there, turns into infection, dead.
1: Yeah. Well, but. look at these guys. I mean, you know, horrific. They all had dysentery. Mm. What's they, that? Well, that's where you, 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 you bowel, can't control your bowels and you just Fitting you know, yourself, yeah. permanently diarrhea permanent oh. diarrhea you had um beriberi other other tropical diseases ulcers that wouldn't heal mm. and they all uh they you know they had to use i remember that guy uh weary dunlop who is a very prominent he was a surgeon a very prominent figure in the war he used to have to operate using a sharpened spoon to dig out all the ulcerated uh, flesh. Oh, full on, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And and they had, mm. uh, as you say, no antibiotics. They had to treat yeah. it with what they could. And uh, so these guys Did... were sick. They were put under pressure to, to work hard, uh, to do things for the Japanese. The Japanese didn't respect them. They didn't like them. Because the Jap- what the Japanese thought was basically that um, if they would rather commit harikari themselves, mm. kill themselves, than be kept as a prisoner. Yeah. So, anyway. so they thought it was almost cowardly. Yeah, it was sort of like, yes, exactly, You were, you, were, yes, you were. You were a coward. You should you should use the sword and kill yourself. Oh, yeah, Which yeah. is
2: interesting because like what you were saying before, Tommy, of that idea of you sort of hope that the prisoner of war, that, are, oh, you know, having tea with the enemy, and you're just sort of sticking around until it all gets settled. Was it a really negative... Experience or Like did, did your dad come back with negative feelings towards... No, he
1: didn't because he actually was in business uh, with Japanese after the war. He, he traded. Um, they had a, a division that he had in the, the business which was sort of seeds and grains. He bought them in bulk, you know, all sorts of seeds and grains all over the world. So he had to deal with the Japanese. Never saw him once ever, ever say anything disparaging about a Japanese person. Mm-hmm. It. Um, did he drink no not, no not a great
0: deal no so dad doesn't drink i yeah. mean i've seen you probably had a few beers in your life
1: yeah yeah well i don't don't need don't i mean look i started off working in an advertising agency now you know if you in the 70s that was where the drinkers were yeah you know, they loved a long lunch, and so did the clients.
2: When was cocaine big? Was that was that a thing? Sixties. Uh, oh, 60s, 60s, I can imagine 70s. the ad- advertising industry. Well, getting all it was there.
1: I never saw it. I never saw it. Yeah, saw it, but, yeah, but
0: uh, you've never smoked a cigarette either.
1: No, no. I did. Uh, <laughs> no, I. I once I. Um, it's all coming. I tried out to impress my older sister's girlfriend, who I quite liked, and we went down the beach and got some alpines, and. Uh, <laughs> I think I had an Alpine and I felt so bloody awful that I never, never did it again. <laughs> my, my mother used to smoke enough for all of us. She smoked Camel Non-Filter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and drank. And drank, yeah. So mm-hmm. that was not that that stopped me from drinking, but it just impressed upon me that I didn't need to do that because I saw yeah. the consequences of what it could do to someone.
2: What, did you, what have you noticed being uh, someone who doesn't drink, an Australian culture that's all about going out, going to the pub?
0: Hand hey, me a beer, son.
1: Yeah. Uh, over the period of time, I guess what you've got to do as a younger person is to say, and look, I had my share of, of drinks and that sort of thing, but uh, I never got to a point where I, I was out of control mm. um, and I always knew when to stop and really at the point where, okay, so I, I gave it up because mm. probably um, once I got out of advertising and I was into landscaping and so forth. You know, what was that
2: transition like? What do, what made you go from the advertising? Ah, uh,
1: well, the advertising the advertising was. I used to sit in the meetings with the clients, and look outside and think, "What the fuck am I doing here?" <laughs> yeah. You know, it was just, and the products that we were we were making so much song and dance about. Okay, look, they were, they were general products. They were General Electric. We had Cheese Um What is
2: that? What is a Cheese?
1: Cheese was a, a big American company that yeah. made, uh, sorry, uh, products for women <laughs> like uh, makeup and uh, shampoo. And But there was a point there where I remember sitting in, uh, because we're account service so yeah. we were looking after our clients and, and so we'd sit in a boardroom with the with the creative guys and the media guys and so forth. And I remember the director said to me one day, we're looking at a product to make for men's shampoo and it was he couldn't believe it. it. It was a two-part thing like a Jaffa. Mm-hmm. There was a brown conditioner and there was an orange shampoo and you'd shake the thing together and then you'd use it. So it was a shampoo conditioner. Great And, idea. and, and he said it? to me, and what do you use? Uh, Tim, to, to, <laughs> what do you use as your shampoo? And I said, um, oh, I just use soap. <laughs> yeah. And I think, then, soap. I, think, <laughs> I think then I knew that my days were numbered in advertising. So anyway, the transition for me was, I um, spent I don't know five six years. I went overseas, came back. They gave me six months' leave of absence, which was really good. They didn't they didn't want to lose because I said I'm going to leave, and they said no. Look. Take your leave, go overseas. So I went with one of the other guys in the agency.
2: Were you like quite senior at that point or?
1: No, but I was I was in account service. I was being paid very well for the for mm-hmm. my age. What, well, account services is oh, like well, that's an where account you, manager type. Yeah, of thing? you look mm. yeah, account if you want accounting exec or that sort yeah. of thing. I had account director above me and then mm-hmm. and so you, you you're responsible for the planning of the whole um, client strategy. And that meant you had to brief the creative people. You had to mm. brief the media people. You had to get production done and all that sort of thing. So, so anyway.
2: Because obviously in 2019 people are creating decks in, on the computer and all that sort of thing, you know, PowerPoint oh, presentation. 30-page 30, yeah. 30 slides. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you just get, getting paper and drawing stuff oh, out? Oh, no, no,
1: no. Well, we had typewriters. Uh, Tell type, us about the old days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they were typewriters, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, so we had, uh, you know, we we use the we use the technology of the day, really, which was, you know, felt that. pen. I <laughs> mean, um, the, the creative guys drew things. The 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 um the, the art directors, you know, that was all storyboards and things like this. Then it, the the if they decide they'll go for a commercial, the commercial was. Developed, and then you'd go to the uh, film companies, and then you go and shoot the mm-hmm. commercial and that sort of thing. And uh, it was, was bide- Carry a pigeon, right? <laughs> <laughs> you
2: sent your breath. Well, how much were you guys looking at the overseas market? Because obviously, globalization with the internet is is oh, yeah, happening in yeah, a big way. Yeah. Were you constantly, say, with uh, General Electric or whatever, are you just executing on what their strategy in the US was?
1: Well, this is this is the thing you had to battle against because the client would come to you from Gedelec and say, look, here's the latest from America, have a look at this, I think this is very good, and you'd look at it and say, this is not for the, that's my man, <laughs> this, is, this is not for the Australian market, this is not going to work for Australia mm. because we're a different market, we've got different idiosyncrasies, we've got different ways of doing things. So you had to then turn it around and, and of course, you kept a bit of it. And you try to then modify it to suit the Australian market. So Uh, Before we
0: get into some landscaping stuff, uh, Mr. 97, would you be able to quickly flick me over four different images Uh uh, on a Slack message Uh of plants? It can't have the name in it. Mm -hmm. You just need to send me the photos of plants, but you'll know the name. Okay, and so then I'm going to give Dad a bit of a quiz because he's our he's our plant expert, horticulturalist. So <laughs>
1: so just to digress from landscape from um from the advertising, I went to, I got out of it and I went and I bought we, we started a little business with one of the, the guys in the um, art department. Did you Which, go on your trip or no? You oh, had I went trip. on the trip. Where'd yeah, you yeah. go? Oh, I went to all of Europe and then back through uh, Asia, Bali. And that sort of thing. It was good.
2: What it, I mean, in 2019, a lot of Instagram posts. You're sharing it and all that sort of thing. You, you're going away for how long? Five? Did you go away for five months or how long? Six months. Six months. Yeah, yeah. Are you um, like, do you contact your family? Oh do you yeah. Take, are you pa, taking pa, pa, photos?
1: Post, post restant. You had a you had a post. Mm. Uh, you po- posted a letter. Yeah. So the con- the communication. I mean, I don't think I ever spoke to anyone via the phone. Mm. Um, some great so-
0: photos from then. There's a photo of you in Bali with an ex-girlfriend or something? Uh, a-
1: no, that was when I went to New <laughs> yeah. Caledonia. I went to New Caledonia with with a girl from uh, yoga who was studying French over there and she had uh, and two of her girlfriends and myself and her. We went to camp on one of the outer islands, which was interesting. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, so I got out of advertising. <laughs> I went into an art little art graphic studio in Greville Street, Paran. Yeah. And we had a bric-a-brac shop there because the guy in the art studio was importing um, ships' artifacts from uh, London, England, where he, because he, he was an Englishman. Mm. And so we had, we combined that with the shop uh, as a shop downstairs and the graphic studio upstairs. Oh, that's cool. Mm. And
0: so I remember what, what? Do I remember that shop or
1: am no, I? No, no, well, well and true. That's I... nineteen seventy-four. No, still in your balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, you had another shop
0: that was in Elston. No, no that was in that. Okay, Hallfield? so that
1: was the landscaping business. We had we had an office in uh, Hawthorne Road. I remember that with Damien. Yeah, uh, I actually remember that. Yeah, Damien and hi and we shared the office space, and uh, we had a a product store downstairs where we had all different types of paving and different lights and different. Artifacts that people we could show clients as well as mm. selling some of them. Uh, so that was another little adventure that mm. I. Isn't it went. funny?
0: Thing about if in you know thirty years time, we look back at saying about what this is. Yeah. As oh you know we had tried that thing we had a bit of had the studio on the middle level and it's up top we had the production space. It's so funny how yeah. you, you look back you get, on things. It sounds
2: romantic yeah. though. Like when you talk about it, it, sound like there's something so nice about. It. I I like the idea of the traveling and being disconnected and just sort of moving around but it's a different you can't time do that now. anymore you no. literally
0: cannot what was your, do that? what was your biggest thought then so for the, the 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 time of today would be we're connected we're in Face our time funds, we're messenger. away mm-hmm. we feel like we're actually at home but we're away trip advisor and so what was the thought can you remember back to what was on your mind then? What were
1: you? Were you- uh, probably what we're going to eat at night. Yeah. We, we look for… We, <laughs> I can relate. We used to look for the places that would give you the four-course meal and, and if we get a five-course meal, that was even better. So how yeah. would you find them
2: would you just go oh, around yeah. well, and look at restaurants you
1: could walk around these little villages and see you see the things on the shops you know yeah. they'd be advertising yeah. a little, little restaurant that you could get a four course meal for you know, whatever it was I don't know 2 bucks or something like uh-huh. this and or oh, there's a five course meal for 250 so we would sort of weigh it up and what was in the meal and that sort of thing and um so you know all those sorts of things I mean you and then you had to look around the places and you got a bit bored we went down to Morocco with this crazy Canadian guy, actually, and he's fan. Oh, Dill. <laughs> well, great, he told great, great us grandpa. a story as we we're going down. We we met him in Spain, and he said, "Oh, I'm going down there. Do you want to come?" So we said, "Yeah." So the two of us went down. And on the way over, he's, and we're driving through Morocco, and this was the days when they all of a sudden the police had appeared. And if you didn't stop, they'd pull these big spikes across the road and stop oh, really? your van. Anyway, he told us, "Oh, yeah, I was travelling with this guy and." Uh, and all of a sudden uh, he was telling me about this and that and we were pulled into a service station and he said, I went to grab something and came back and he was gone. And uh, so we stopped with this guy and we went and got something, came back and he was gone with all our gear in the, in the car. Oh, no. But he just pulled in round the corner to the <laughs> car park. You're a great so, story, It well, was a really so, well, you know We thought, oh, shit, deja vu, it's going to happen to us. He was the guy. It was, <laughs> was just trolling you. Go yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we travelled with him for a bit and that was fun and then we drove from Morocco back up through Spain right up to Paris and I can remember, um, I can remember pulling up outside the New Zealand embassy at night and we're standing at the back of the van, cleaning our teeth, while you know, all these sort of people walking, walking past, are sort of the Parisians and that sort of thing. So mm. it was pretty, pretty bohemian type yeah. of well,
0: existence. In terms of, uh, I, I think that what you're articulating, Josh, is you go away now, and it's also how I feel about the connectivity through my mm. phone. So it's like I, I'm absorbed by my thinking around this device and what else is happening. Well, was what, there? Any, was it? What was the? Well, you, you weren't because
1: you didn't have it. But what what you've got today is that you're dictated to by your connection. Mm. You 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 can't allow yourself to be independent. It's just a fact of life. Yeah. Or you can if you think about it and you're aware of it. But uh, you know everyone's rushing for the phone, seeing what the next thing is happening. Who's connecting them? Where are they? We weren't. We weren't mm. connected like that. We were. We made our own fun there. If we if we want. If something happened, we'd have mm. to go to an embassy. We'd have to then go via them back home, or you know. So it was a really a different. It was a different world yeah. altogether. What was
2: your relationship with money, and how much cash did you have to bring back then? To
1: oh yeah, you look. look you looked after your money, and you mm-hmm. you were able to go and get uh, your travellers check. You had your travellers checks and things. You were pretty. You know, you had to watch what you had and uh-huh. all that sort of thing. But I did you have that,
0: to carry more cash because well, you banks- had your
1: travellers checks and that sort of thing, which you'd convert into whatever currency was. Uh, the country you're in i mean it's different you, now you use uber overseas you got your uber connected well, yeah, it's to you just use your credit apple card. watch or whatever it's yeah, easy yeah, yeah i mean
2: did you have a specific amount where you're like okay for six months i've got yeah 10 grand, i think it or?
1: cost me um
0: we'll do the comparison
2: of josh's I think it yeah. trip.
1: cost me about 1800 bucks including airfare okay wow what for uh, for see, my whole trip, for six months? It beats my 50 So page. you can see that I wasn't a big spender but... Uh, I mean, that's, that's Cappadocia yeah. for you. <laughs>
2: no. I mean, flights, I mean, that's insane. So uh, what year was this?
1: 1974.
2: 1974. So it's like mm. you're on like a Qantas flight or something. Yeah, everyone's yeah. smoking in the plane, I'm yeah. guessing. Well,
1: and... yes. But in those days the actual exchange of air was better than today because they were exchanging the air... Uh, what happens today is because they've cut down on the amount of air exchange outside. So you're actually breathing in, uh, you know, the air that was – they're not changing the uh, air as everyone's much just as just farting
2: the now and we're just breathing it all in.
1: <laughs> well, that's what they call the fart flies, aren't they? <laughs> know, so, was, was, uh, was, um,
0: was Roy a storyteller? <clears throat> I mean, we all are. Oh, he would, some yeah.
1: If if you got him going about things, he would, because they had an interesting life. He had an interesting life as a family, and the stories of. In fact, I had, I just, and I'll give it to you to read a folder that what that his cousin had written about the family and their history on the Murray River, mm-hmm. and the rivers there where they were because they were flour millers, They came out from Cornwall in the eighteen mid eighteen hundreds, and they were flour mills. So they they would set up these mills, not him, but his forebears. Uh, would have been his grandfathers. That's right, his grandfathers. They would set up the mills. They would then... His father, I remember him talking about his father going up the Murray on the paddle steamers and he would go up to all the inland areas and buy wheat. Then he would get that wheat transported down by big bullock trains down to the wharf on the rivers. This is when the rivers were big and running they would then put the, all the wheat on the uh, on the on the pedal steamers and then they he would they would transport it down to where their flour mill was offload it there and then they would make the flour from mm. from the uh, from the wheat or the, or the barley or the That's oats amazing. whatever it might be
2: when you were a kid what were you wanting to do what did you you see all these things happening what was the aspiration
1: um, i i was more an outdoors person i wanted to mm. i wanted to have farms but, uh, and a friend and I used to fantasise about having farms, goat farms, pig farms. We used to go out to his father's property, a huge, huge property in New South Wales, and uh, we'd, we'd, um, we'd do the odd little bit of kangaroo shooting. But then we'd, must admit, we'd take those skins and tan them and that sort of thing. And uh, mm. uh, But look, in the end, um, and, and because I grew up where I did, say, Mount Eliza, which was, the people who know it today, you wouldn't recognise it. When I was there, it was... One store, two petrol pumps and I think a chemist and that's all there was. Mm-hmm. And now it was it's, just bushland. Now it's so you were near toys. the beach and you were near the bush and so it was great. <clears throat> and, and you were sort of three quarters of an hour from the city.
2: And, and so the, the plants, the love of plants, when did that
1: become uh, a thing? I think it probably came through my mother who was a, who was a, a, a gardener mm-hmm. and she loved gardens and she uh, she loved we used to, we moved up and down one street in Mount Eliza about five times. He, she bought bought properties and that sort of thing. I think my father got a bit frustrated, but she made money out of them, so that was all right. Yeah. But she used to love gardening, mm. and so we had the first property we had down there was about an acre, and it had the most amazing um, setup. It had an old loft on it. It was a house that was the walls were 300 mil thick. It was an old farmhouse, but it was right in the middle of Mount Eliza. And it was a beautiful property.
2: What are those walls
0: made out of?
2: Oh,
1: they would have been masonry walls, brick, mm-hmm. and you know, render, and that sort of thing. Yeah. What yeah. was the
0: industry in Mount Eliza? Like, what was the you know? Well, it was so, a yeah,
1: it, it, Mount Eliza. Then was basically a um, an area for people who would have worked on the peninsula and lived there. It was quite an affluent area, and it was for holiday people who had holiday houses down there. Mm. You know, you had it was amazing. There was the Multi millionaires, and there was a sort of you know, the, the I guess people who didn't have a lot of money, mm, but, but no, mainly in houses only people, yeah. Mm, but it was, money. It, was, it was, it was quite a well to do sort of area. So, um,
2: and so you, you saw your mum with the plants, what was she into? Did she love the roses? You saw, I feel like you're a native uh, guy,
1: yeah, yeah. Look, I'm more, um, I'm not so much a floral type mm-hmm. person, and uh, and uh, outside
2: of your personality, obviously. Well, that's <laughs> right. I mean, I was a friend of
1: mine who's a landscape architect, we're. Uh, swapping texts last night and he said he sent me a photo, uh, photograph of uh, his uh, magnolia. Oh, I just Which he's very are proud we, yeah. of with the flowers. Are, are we speaking in code on. right now? <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he, and he you said, send he your said, magnolia no, back? No, <laughs> no. no he, and, I said, and I sent back a text saying, oh, I don't think it's very, there's not many flowers on that. <laughs> <laughs> we are. And, uh, and uh, what was the other text? I've got it there anyway. And he, and he said, um, I said, you know, something about it. And he said, oh, I like to frock up. So I said, well, <laughs> you know, you go for it if that's <laughs> what you want. <laughs> All right,
0: I've got a few plants that I just want to hit you with. So I've started the very first one you sent through. Can yeah, I just dis- describe what it sort of looks like? Yeah, great. yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like a very—it's a hipster
2: indoor plant. Yeah, I uh, think it's darker an easy- green, and it sort of flaps
0: down a little bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what is it? You're going to show. It looks the like the photo? a teardrop. Oh, yeah, Josh is just okay. butchering, the, butchering yeah, the visuals of it. But what's that, mate? What do you got? What do you, what do you reckon that is? He's oh, it's just—it's just pinched. <laughs> and, oh,
1: that's the—that's the um, that's a devil's ivy, I think. I that de- that's no, no, uh, Mr. 97's favourite
0: <laughs> plant of the devil's ivy. Yeah. All right, I'll just go through this second one. Oh, yeah, I reckon no, you'll get this. What's this one? It's in a white pot. Yeah, uh, that's, a a cl- that's a chlorophyton. <laughs> a chlorophyton? Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, or spider plant. Yeah. yeah, remember, Dad will say the proper name yeah, or he will give us I've, I've got it in brackets just in case oh, not always, I but I mean. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's this one? Uh,
1: it's very similar a, to the devil's ivy.
0: Oh we might have
2: got Oh
1: it's a Poinsettia family, but um <laughs> it's Oh
2: god. Don't need no prompt,
1: prompt me.
0: Start First letter with first letter of, of the actual plant name or
2: y- is Yes.
0: That f- Flamingo. Sorry? Flamingo? Th- oh that's like the nickname. No, no, the actual Okay, Anthurium. 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 Right,
1: we got it. Um, I can't remember. We got him. I reckon he'll yeah. get
0: this. This is safe. Number four. What, what's this? That is uh, Dracaena. Yep. Oh, And can we do one more? Final one. Here we go. <laughs> really enjoyed oh, describing it. that's a little
1: – um, begins with P. Um, oh, it's all these indoor plants. Give me something decent. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a... <laughs> Peperoma or something, is that? It? No, it's not a Peperoma, is it?
0: Uh, yeah, no, that's, it's a Pilea pepper. Yeah, something like That's that. Right. Yeah, what's the, what's the prejudice towards
1: indoor plants? You don't like indoor plants? Oh, I do like indoor plants. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just sorry. <laughs> the, the woman with a hand up over there. Yeah, yes, Joanne. Mother, yes.
3: Yes, he's great to go for a visit to the Botanic Gardens, knows all the, all the plants. I so. mean, I
0: can do the same. I'm just reading the oh, little signs. Yes, yeah.
2: <laughs> what's, what's your favourite walk in Australia? Where do you like to go walking? Want To see some nice plants and just chill out, uh, I know. Um, I know. Well, you know, I didn't
0: ask you, no, but I, know, I know what he he told me about it the other week down at Cape Shannon. Should we just
1: not have him on and just get <laughs> you oh, you talk about Cape, no, no, I'm not that one. The cranberry. That. Oh, well, the cranberry Botanic Gardens is lovely, but I look, they're all it, native,
2: very red, isn't it? I feel like well, that, the that that
1: parts of it, yeah. Um, Look, I enjoy walking through the Botanic Gardens. To be honest, mm. I mean, I I think it's very inspiring. I spent a lot of time there when I was studying um, at Burnley uh, when I got into landscaping to learn plants and just to, their habits and so forth. I love the Botanic what Gardens. You mean habits? Well, how they grow, what they what size mm-hmm. they end up by being, what you know. A lot of unfortunately, a lot of landscapers today don't understand plants and how they grow and what they do and what they will achieve, and they end up by putting a whole row of something in it's got to look absolutely shithouse in, in in a short space of time and even worse when they get bigger. So they don't understand it. So you've got to understand what plants will do and how they grow and how you can use them in a garden and so forth. So mm. so in terms of favourite walks, I don't mm. – look, I don't have favourite I – mean, I love Tasmania. Yeah, Tassie's uh, yeah, beautiful. Mm. Yeah, mm. there's parts of Tassie that we've been to. Mm. Um, um, great.
0: Favourite kid. Favourite who? <laughs> <laughs> favourite kid. Kid. Your favorite
1: Ah, oh, it'd have to be Bodie, wouldn't
2: it? <laughs> <laughs> on, on the plant thing, bonsais ever got to get into? Yeah, bonsai? I,
1: I, look, I like bonsai, uh, but I just don't have the time to really do it. I appreciate the work that's gone into them, mm. uh, and I really like looking at them. Uh, and I like, lo- I love the way Japanese uh, um, work with with their plant material and and their architecture and so forth. Mm. I do like them. Yes, mm. I do. I do appreciate them. Yes. Did
0: it, one of your businesses you have um, bonsais at? Like, did you have a bunch of bonsais on display? We
1: might have had them at there. I was. Uh, it could have been at that uh, the Frontier Trading Company with Damien. In, mm. uh, I can remember them some. Somehow. Yeah,
0: feels yeah. like bonsais
2: can go either way. It can be really nice or a little bit bogan if you don't do it right. Well, exactly.
1: And there's a there's some really there's a nice bonsai grow on Church Street in uh, Hawthorne. He's got a, a lovely nursery there.
2: And if I was to buy one, say for the office. Yeah. Too much commitment for you. Is it though? Like if they set it up, if they've made it all small and stuff, they've done the work in
1: Well, you have to continue it. You can't just let it go. So that <laughs> means it turns into a big fuck off well, tree upstairs. What you do is what you do is you take a, you say, Do you provide a service where I, if I bring it back every twelve months or whatever is required that you will Maintain oh, it, good. look after it. You mm. know, like you will trim the roots and you mm-hmm. will um, uh, you will um, work the branches and so forth. You could do that.
0: That
2: could mm. be fun.
1: Uh, just to finish off, uh, what are some of the
0: lies that you remember telling me as a kid? Because I think all fathers oh, have Oh, none to... really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is. There it is. Case in point. Uh,
1: lies. Uh, <clears throat> I, look, a lot. probably I don't... Uh, what? What's some of the lies?
0: Uh, that bamboo don't get in your finger because it'll grow.
1: Oh, those sorts of lies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you thinking? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Not your dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, that probably that probably came from where the you know I used to you know, the Japanese used to put people on um, racks and let the bamboo grow up through their body. That Is that true? Really? Well. Grew rat Bamboo grew. I mean, I'm just, yeah. Is it true? I'm just feeling yeah. like yeah, you lied yeah. to me my whole life. No. Yeah, yeah. I probably told you things that I didn't want you to do, knowing that you're probably going to do them anyway. I've so. got another one. I've got yeah. another one.
0: We talked about it earlier this week on the show. Colin Kaye, one of your best friends. Uh, remember when he used to come over? And yeah. he was a magician. Mm-hmm. That's bloody what I knew of him. When it comes to white Fredo <laughs> he would have this coin, next minute, gone. Mm-hmm. I'd be looking around the house and yeah. then I'd find getting warmer warmer and I'd pull up this thing and there's a coin under there, the yeah. same coin. I need to know right now because I've never asked you, what actually happened? Did Colin call ahead and tell you to put the coin somewhere or did he come in and put the coin somewhere and then come over to oh, me? Oh, there's a
1: little bit of cooperation there going what? on. Yeah, really? Yeah, nah, yeah. Tell us. What, what would happen? Oh, look, I, I think that probably I did, uh, I did uh, plant, the, plant the coin there,
2: yeah. yeah. That's but a 30-year th- th- so to- lie. Yeah. But did he have to call you and say, hey, can you do this?
1: Like, oh, no. He, when he's coming, he came up for dinner quite regularly. He was a mm-hmm. regular guest. Uh, he, he was uh, a bachelor mm-hmm. and uh, that started Hence out. Hence the magic. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, surf, we first started surfing together. That's how long yeah. we sort of went back to when I was 12, 13. Mm-hmm. And so, um, he used to come over for dinner quite regularly at my mother's place when, when, because uh, he had a house in Mount Eliza, a holiday house with his parents, and so he'd come across and have a meal with us, and so that sort of started the ball rolling. And then, of course, uh, we're married, and then he came across too. Now he's married. We don't see a lot as much of him, but mm-hmm. um,
0: so he's not pulling his old magic. But stunts. I do
1: remember uh, probably the biggest lie I have told you, Tommy, is that uh, <laughs> here we go, is that uh Melbourne's going to win a. A premiership. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of a bigger lie, actually. (laughs) 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 But the whole
0: family, bloody vine for Melbourne. No, but so he did call ahead and get you to hide the coin. That's serious. He did?
3: No, he did. I reckon Colin was, he was on, as soon as he walked in, he would hide Ah, uh, yeah, he, he would. But and the was other the, lie that, well, that that his biggest lie. That was the routine, mm. you know, yeah. magic tricks for the and boys. And his biggest
1: lie was that uh, he'd say, oh, but that dog's farted again. <laughs> 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 we need Robbie. a dog around Robbie, here, don't we? <laughs> yeah, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Robbie. You would know, always blame Robbie. <laughs>
0: uh, what's your favourite thing about being a dad?
1: Uh, I think the favourite thing is just... Um, well, enjoying the time together with you guys, mm. it was just fantastic, mm. and uh, just watching you grow up, and and just seeing you achieve things, like little mm. things, like your sense of balance and um, being able to do things, and just growing. So, uh, being a dad is is all about the uh, relationship you have with you, with your children, mm. for sure. Mm. Yeah, and and of course, my beautiful wife. Oh Yeah. So, no, I mean, uh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. But just the family thing, I think it's. Um, that, that's very important, you know, mm. that uh, really is uh, um, a thing that sort of gives you a great deal of stimulation. Mm.
2: Mm. When you see Tommy and Bodhi together, what does it make you think?
1: Oh, I think that's great. Well, what you see is perhaps I like to think that some of the things that are imparted upon Tommy is imparted upon he and the way in which he, he mm. uh, relates to Bodhi. So I think that's all, uh, that's all good, really. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, when you become a dad, do you feel that your fr- you, you're talking about the changing in friendships? Was that a big part of becoming a parent is the relationships around you?
1: Uh, well, of course, you've, you're more focused on your family. Mm. Uh, so you do find that, uh, that uh, the time that you've got with your friends changes. And that sort of thing happens. But that's a natural thing if, if it's done correctly then, or, you know, the right way. People accept it and you – otherwise if they don't, well, they don't, you know. Yeah. But your, your priorities are different when you've got children. Did yeah. you think you wanted to be a dad? No, I didn't actually. It didn't really uh, – it didn't really enter my head. I must admit, though, what I did think was um, – and this came from the fact that my parents split up when my father was 70 – and uh but they never divorced my father always looked after my mother my mother moved to melbourne from mount eliza my father stayed in mount eliza he had a relationship eventually with another woman that lasted 30 years um but um i never really thought about wanting to be a father i never sort of thought that but that naturally came when we married and uh but i did think the thing i did think was. I only want one one shot at this mm. you know and i guess i looked at mm. that with my father possibly the fact that he wife lived in the war he had marriage to my mother that um lasted quite a while but ended um i thought well you know i only want one shot at it and that's that's how you make it your best shot
0: mm. still good I can hear you r- stroking the microphone
1: over there. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's Just had to, you know, a lot of housekeeping. <laughs> with my parents it, today.
2: <laughs> it feels like we could chat for ages. I know.
0: We'll ha- we have to get you back on, Dad. We've, yeah, got, hey. we've, we've got to go to a uh, Father's Day thing right now. That's Dad. right.
1: Yeah. Thanks Father, for coming on. Father.
2: Happy Father's Day.
1: Thank you very much. Uh,
2: yep. It's The Daily Talk Show. Hi thedailytalkshow.com is the email address if you like plants. Maybe send us through a, a photo of a plant. <laughs> Keep the game ne- going. <laughs> next time Timbo's on. Maybe we could do a weekly segment,
0: yeah. get Timbo to look at a, a plant. <laughs> so if you've got a garden and you don't have an, any idea what this plant, specific plant is, mm. a lot of people move into a house and go, what is that thing? Oh, definitely. This guy knows. <laughs> I think, I think that would be – I could imagine a, a regular segment.
2: Every weekend banter, get you up on FaceTime. <laughs> what's happening in the plant market? What's a good deal? Chris and Mari's plant farm. Yeah. Were you a fan or no? No. No. And I'm not a Don Burke. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I mean, that's a popular one now. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not a Vasily. Oh, really? No. You don't like Vasily I you, do. Though. I mean, I'm not, but I'm, what I say, I'm not that sort of character. But okay, I mean, sure. I appreciate, look, he's got a great knowledge and, yeah. and he's good. Vasily
2: started on Channel 31, didn't he? Yeah, he did. did. Oh, yeah. 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 The one I would always get real up in the microphone. Like the big yeah. Yeah. The big nah, no, oh that's silly. Who's the other? one? Who's the ABC one with the big? Oh, that's Costa. 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 Yeah, yeah. There's
1: a big, classic plant guy. Yeah, there's a big about.
2: network, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you are buying any magazines? Any plant magazines or no?
1: I've got a, books on plants. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, got. But uh, I don't regularly buy plant magazines. Trash. (laughs) Trash. Trash. It's a
2: daily talk show. Uh, If you enjoyed the show, send a screen grab, put it on uh, Instagram. Otherwise, we'll see you on Monday. Catch ya. See you guys.